Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Scott. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you, our patron supporters, who are phenomenal. We love you guys. We love everyone who helps support the show. Um, in different levels that we love you, seeing as there's different levels of money you can give us. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, you can buy our love. Mm-hmm. Buy it. Do it. <laughs> you know that song, You Can Buy Me Love. You can buy me love. I think that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's how it is. All right. So page- if, oh. if you sign up for our Patreon, you get our episodes early, like as they get released. And it's, it's think about all the edge you have on everybody that like the press releases are actually relevant to that day. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping you in the loop of last week's guitar community. <laughs> or you, depending on uh, if you, what order you listen to the pre-app and the regular episode, um, you might be laughing hysterically at whatever our welcome to the effects loop tones are because yeah, you get, you do get to hear <laughs> what, what's going on beforehand. Like the fact that Scott was just kind of giving me a little bit of shit. Um, so, oh, and I, then you can hear Scott really give me shit and not Scott on the episode. Give me shit. Cause those are two different levels. It's all on act on the show. It is. We, I mean, yeah. <laughs> There's been a few times where the episode ends and I'm, we're just like, bye. And that's it. We're, just, like, we're done with each other for a week. <laughs> it's entirely accurate. It, it, it happens. I would be lying if I say it doesn't happen. But it just depends on who feels like riding the other person that week. Um, that sounded kind of... That, that That is a whole new level of Patreon nope. fear. Nope. All right. Let's talk we about... We are not who- starting in OnlyFans. If we do, I'm not partaking in it. I've got, I'm on OnlyFans, I'm on Feet Finder, I'm on Sniffer, I'm on, so if you want to find me there, just Google. I'm so glad I don't even recognize the names of those, and I assume you made them up. <laughs> nope. All right. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> I just am well-versed on the internet. Um, I spend a lot of time on Reddit. All right, so we're, let's talk about what's new. Um, Scott, what's new with you? Actually, you're, I, are you going to talk about your what's new that it, it includes me? Nope. Ah, oh, okay. That's Remember the rule? Week. I don't say what's new until I have it in hand. But I have it in hand. Yeah, so that's foreshadowing. Next week, Diaz. Oh, oh actually, that's even better incentive. So, like, okay. If, you have, if you're have, if you a Patreon uh, supporter, you'll get the Patreon episode and know actually what we're talking about. And in the chat room, you got to see it happen almost live. Pretty much real we, time. Yeah, because we went into the, we went into a text message at one point. but Diaz found something. I bought it. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things in our chat room that actually a lot of us do is when we go to a store, if we see a good deal or if we see something that's somewhat rare, we'll take a picture of it and just like send it. And there's been a few times where someone's picked up something for someone else. So yeah, we trust each other with money, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, everyone in the patrons, we've known for quite a while now too. Yeah. So we need new friends too. So come join. Oh, unless you've known us for a while and now you want to give us money, come home where you belong come home come home <laughs> all right scott did you get anything else new this week no yeah. restrung a few guitars 
That's about it. That's that is always good. I need to restring my acoustic. Uh that is what I restrung yesterday. I put new strings on my Martin. Yeah, I what, need what to actually string joy naturals. I think my uh I think I need to do a truss rod adjustment. Also did that. My yeah, my Gibson acoustic. It's the next it's not it's not horrible. But I feel like it could the action could be just a smidge better. I, I think there's a little too much relief. I find my Gibson needs the most frequent neck neck adjustments. Like a lot of my fenders, once I own them for about a year, they don't really move. I think that they settle in a lot better. I think it just has to do with maple versus mahogany too. Just really yeah. material. Well, I so I've got a friend. Um, and he has a, a tele or a, no, he has a Jazzmaster. Um, what's the top tier Jazzmasters for a Fender right now? Ultra. I think it might be an Ultra. Um, and he ha he just went and got the he uh, it got adjusted, you know, it got set up, and then he's had it for I think a year or so, or m maybe a little bit less, and then he he sent it in to get a it fixed again, and apparently the luthier said, you know. It's still new. It's kind of settling in. He might need to get it adjusted again, he said. But after a couple of years, they're usually pretty solid and stay pretty well. So, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never I've noticed that, too. Like, you know, out of the box, you, I typically notice guitar. And then it kind of drifts a little mm -hmm. bit. So, like, um, an example of that would be my Equits started drifting on me. And it's just simply a guitar settled and was built in Nashville over course of i don't know however long kevin was building that guitar for about a year i don't know when things exactly happened but mm -hmm. roughly a year um and then it comes here to chicago and goes through a chicago winter with my gas heat and humidification yeah. and all those kind of things so it it aged a little bit in the winter it'll i mean it just does especially going from uh humid nashville yeah humid nashville to chicago going through seasons um yeah it's gonna probably need a little bit of adjustment or something or like just yeah. a little tight you know touching up yeah so i just adjusted that and now it's like oh my word i love this guitar again and it yeah it was getting to the point where i was like do i really like this guitar and it's it's one of those things of like it's amazing how guitars kind of slowly drift out of spec and you you stay with them yes and you're like you you, you, you try to power through it and you're like and then you finally change the strings on old strings you're like oh yeah i should have just done this a while ago it's like that's, when you it's like when you go to the eye doctor and you don't realize how bad your vision was until you get new contacts i would i've never had that problem okay. Elise, yeah no it's, we had an we had an eyeglass emergency so chewy chewed up her eyeglasses the frames aptly so, named dog yep he was he was named perfectly um but yeah he ended up uh or she ended up She's like, I can't see. She, all she had was her glasses. She doesn't care for her. She doesn't care for contacts, so she hasn't gotten the prescription refilled on them. Yeah. And so she's, she was just like freaking out. And I was like, all right, we'll go. I was like, when did you get these glasses? She's like, it's been a couple of years. I'm like, your insurance will cover new frames. Yeah, but they don't like, cover new lenses. Right. So luckily, they they had the same frames, and they just popped out her lenses pop them nice. in the new frames all good to go because they even her lenses were you know pretty good condition so no scratches or anything um i highly recommend if you're looking for affordable glasses warby parker what's that so they have brick and mortar places here but um like i live right by one so it's real easy but it's an online glasses 
Hmm. So like you you put like five frames that you want, they'll send them, <clears> you try them on, send them back, oh. and then you get your glasses off your prescription. Oh, nice. And it's like 150 bucks for lenses really? and, and frames. Oh, that's not But bad. they're plastic frames. Like they're che- they're not the no. fancy like... You're not, you're not gonna have a Prada logo on it or anything like that. The way like glasses are getting ridiculous. I'm happy. I'm I'm just glad I don't have to wear glasses yet. So, yeah, keep that glaucoma away, right? Listen, <laughs> if if any if I ever hear doctors say I've glaucoma, I'll be like, you are fucking lying. I've been fighting glaucoma since I was 15, sir. <laughs> I'm winning the war. Oh man also fighting obesity i'll show you um okay uh let's see me what's new um i got something for scott um uh no uh scott and i did have a discussion about me um doing something so some patreon money being invested back in the show yeah uh and then uh luckily our patrons are helping you know scott do a trip to nashville and, and that'll be fantastic because i'm sure we'll get an episode or two out of it hopefully too yeah, because you're going to be hanging out with Philip, right? Yeah, I don't want to reveal everything we're doing. Uh, there might be wait, a wait. guest star. I was about to say, because if anything, I could just drive to Nashville for a day. Hmm. Scott's like, no, I don't want to see you. Please don't. Well, so it's an interesting <laughs> thing because uh, <clears throat> I have friends that have this professed rule that you don't travel in odd number groups. Oh, okay. So like, if you travel somewhere, it should be an even number. Either it's two people, four people, six people, whatever, so that the group can divide up and it's okay. When you have an odd number, people always feel left out. That's their sort of philosophy. I feel like the odd number works for me because I can not be a part of stuff and be okay. Mm. So like, it's like, Chewie's going off. Um, That's fine. My neighbor's dog will go off here in a minute anyway, too, so. What if we hold on? What if you turn your speakers up? I turn my speakers up, and we just get the dogs to bark back and forth to each other. Yeah, there's days where like I I kind of want to buy a. Um, have you ever seen those rumble um, amplifier things? Yes. Um, they actually work into really high frequencies if you tune them up. Um, connect it, run it ultrasonic, and just drive the next door neighbor's dog nuts while I can't hear it through the wall. Oh, that's cruel. It's super mean. You got to do something that that at least I mean you got to if you do it you you got to do it like intermittently and you have to have to do it like make sure that the owners are home so it torments them. Oh, I'd put it on an alarm so it goes off at like 3 a.m. while I'm not there. <laughs> oh. Wow. No, uh yeah. For their comfort dog. Elise and I are actually going to move here shortly to the apartment upstairs. <laughs> So that you can wear heavy shoes and bother people who move in underneath you. <laughs> Legitimately, we were actually we actually are going to move the apartment that's like diagonally up from us because um, when I moved in, so I've been here for two years now, um, and whenever I moved in, it was owned by another company. So I've been here. A different company came in, a better company, and they've been upgrading the apartments. Mm. Well they can't upgrade my apartment if I'm living in it. So to I mean, get that all fixed, all they're going to do is replace the fridge with the steel. One. Well, no, <laughs> we put a go... new faucet on the sink and ta-da fancy new apartment. Let's charge well, you $300 no. a month. Well, huh? No, no. For me to move that apartment, it's only going to cost me about an extra 50 bucks a month. Hmm. And also 
the thing is, is they they've got more vinyl flooring in there than they do in these. I've got way too much carpet, hmm. especially with a dog and a toddler. So that's one reason why we're moving too. So, but yeah, it's pretty. But oh yeah, I have nothing new <laughs> since we got way off topic. Um. Anywho, so you want to talk about some gear news? Let's talk about some gear news. Scott's slightly distracted, it seems. Oh, I just added a new thing to our thing. Stuff. Oh, okay. All right, so Metaverse unleashes a solar-powered saturator. Tell me. I love it. So this is not a pedal? Uh, sort of. Sort no. of. So do you know what a saturator is? No, the only saturator I know of is the Vox saturator, which was a distortion. It's, it's a fa- it's a fancy word for an overdrive. Okay, um, but saturator typically tends to be like uh for like vocals. You'll throw okay. a saturator on something to kind of get some overdriven vocals. Um, I love that they're using the little solar grid array from calculators on a pedal. Yeah, I mean it's not a pedal. It's it's not housed. At least we're just seeing the bare board here mm-hmm. um, with two with two adjustment knobs there that are really, really small. Um, what looks like a button in the middle there. Um, Maybe a button, but not, I mean that, so there's a toggle switch in the middle. Is that what that is? Is that a toggle? It looks like a, yeah, it looks like a toggle switch. Okay. Like a, one of the plastic cheap or well, not cheap. Well, kind of cheap, it's a but. push button. Oh, is it push button? It is a push okay. button. Uh, that's, so that's the bypass. And then, so there's a gain and a volume knob on it. This is going to be great for sense synth vocals whatever it's also only 79 dollars. oh really yeah so what's also interesting about that is i can see people just like you know 3d printing some enclosure for it or something you know okay i 79 dollars. that's not much not much at all will needs this yeah i can see people liking it um now the other fun part about it is because it's a solar panel you're going to have, um, you know, it's going to be affected by the lighting. It'll well, and you'll have like degradation of tone, won't you? Sort of, maybe. Well, there's a voltage. Uh, that's that's the that's or, the gain kind of control. Oh, that's gain. Yeah. Okay. Volume gain. Okay. I do, <laughs> I do, I do like this. Yeah, I think it's a fun idea. Yeah, I think it's a fun idea. I think it's so cheap. This is one of those things you can see like teenage engineering doing. So it's kind of cool would, to like see like um it's not a kit, is it? No. Oh, they just need to sell the kit. Well, what's interesting about it, if you look at the circuit, it's incredibly simple. Yes. So I wish oh, it's yeah, so desktop saturator is what they're calling. Yeah, and it's, it's sold all, out. It's all through hole mounted too. So yeah, I could see this becoming I I could really see this like showing up on like DIY clone kind of thing. So yeah, because they they do all these crazy things. They're the people who did the um like the uh, banana. That's, yeah, the fruit thing. The fruit or vegetable, like you can put a potato on there, um, on the petal. Yeah, I'm, I'm really starting to like love this company, just doing cool things. The Floravolt is still, they've got that in stock. That's 150 bucks. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that's sold out on their site too, but nothing nothing they do is too expensive either. So. You know, yeah, it's got a walnut stuff. plywood bottom plate. Ooh, clear acrylic top plate. Walnut. Look at um, those tones. Yeah, this is. I dig this. 
so hard. Like I told you, everything we got this week is cool. Yeah, I'm. I wish it wasn't sold out. I, I'd keep an eye on it. Sign up for their newsletter. Sure. See when new stuff comes out because I, I could see them doing more of these because they're so stinking cheap. Yeah, I'm signing up right now. You want me to do it with uh, the podcast or with just mine? Do the podcast, yeah. Yeah, because I figured that would be. It. I've actually been signing the podcast up for other email lists lately, just so like. Oh no, I've been seeing that, and yeah. it's been cool. I mean, uh, the effects loop gives us some more out. stuff. Um, moving on into this is rumor territory here, but uh, yeah. Matt Hoops has announced that this current run of 1981 inventions DRVs will be the last for at least the foreseeable future because he's working on something new yes um i hope the prices the used prices don't just go nuts so this has been a pedal that was so hyped up for a while and and once demand caught up or supply caught up with demand kind of chilled out a little bit yeah but uh yeah i'd be curious what winds up happening um and what he's got cooking it's also good to see that he's not just one and done in this. He's actually investing in this brand and doing something more. Yeah, so, I mean, and the good thing is, is I mean, because he's made, he's done well with the brand with one pedal. Mm-hmm. And and the good thing is, is he, he doesn't feel like as a brand, he has to have like a ton of pedals. Because you see that there's those brands that, I mean, they explode and they can do it. And then they do, here's my Tube Screamer. Here's my Clon Centaur. Here's yeah. my this. And it's it's all the same regurgitation of... This is my take on it, meaning this is how you build it. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I guess it's one of those things I was always raised. Well, not raised, but I was always like, kind of my brain has always been, if I'm going to do like, you know, just do one thing and do it well. Don't half-ass two things. Whole-ass one thing. Whole-ass one thing. That's correct. So, yeah. And that's Matt Matt Hoops has done that. Uh, Well, and also he's been touring quite a bit lately too. Yeah. The band's back together. Yeah. So that's, that's another thing. Um, Reliant K has been touring. Uh, did they do the big festival out in California? The when we were young thing. That was um, Nevada. That was at, or, that was in Vegas. I don't know if yeah. they were on that lineup or not. But I, I know that they've, they've done festivals like that and they've been doing shows. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's cool, though. I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what comes out. I'll, I will say I'll be disappointed if it's just a fuzz. Mm hmm. Like, cause that seems to be a big thing is like whenever people need a second pedal, they just come out with a fuzz. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, the DRV was or unique, a new pedal was unique enough of a take on a rat kind of concept of the distortion pedal that was still in its own kind of area. Yeah. And I, I have, I have hopes for what's next. I also kind mm-hmm. of assume that Bondi is going to be involved in it, but we'll see. Really? Well, cause the, the DRV was a bondi design oh i didn't size collaboration between the two of them yeah. or collaboration yeah because i wonder how much matt actually has on the whole designing a pedal thing uh i mean probably a lot of the shaping and feedback but he yeah. definitely builds them right and then, I, but you know there's definitely a difference between being able to like just build one and engineer the whole design yeah i mean some of our favorite pedal makers are people who just build them yeah and people help them and they, mm-hmm. they help or you know one of the good things is, is people like not saying brian wampler doesn't know how to design them but like brian wampler is really known for having an amazing ear 
yeah he does a lot of the and, breadboarding and figuring it out but he has an engineering team that helps figure out all the other things and yeah. he, he's now outsourced um engineer uh, building them he used to have that in-house yeah um, and that yeah so that's one side of it um you know there's other companies where someone just owns the brand and they do some marketing stuff and they act like a genius and they don't do anything in that actually in their company other than run the YouTube channel and give themselves a very pompous nickname. Okay. I think I know who you're talking about. You know exactly who I'm talking about. I think, you just went I mean, purple. What the heck just happened? What? I went purple. Your whole screen just went purple, dude. I don't know. Is my violet, you're turning violet. Did my is my camera messed up? I don't know. That that would make no gosh. So Sorry. this episode might be taking a break here in the middle of the episode. <laughs> we'll see Just, what happens. I mean, it doesn't matter. Let me hold on. There. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. Oh, fixed. So much better. Yeah, he doesn't have to see my face. All right. Well, Matt, we hope it's fantastic. I'm sure it's going to be. So um, I am going to text uh, Scott and see if I was right. Everyone be patient. You know exactly who it is. <laughs> Magellan or whatever. <laughs> Am I right? Diaz, who is who is Magellan? <laughs> well, I know who Magellan is. Okay. Magellan it's deals uh he was a um a navigator. Yeah. What what, he, what was his big task? Um Give me a hint, he died while doing it. Antarctica? Uh, he's the first guy to sail around the world. Oh, around the world. Okay, sorry. I don't, I just, I, I knew his name from like when I was a kid. I yeah. knew I had to deal with uh, exploring or like sailing mm -hmm. or boating, whatever. So. But yes, you were right. Um, <laughs> so now everyone knows. No, it's about. not Magellan, but. Oh, that's not who you were talking about? Magellan's not the name of the company, but your, well, no. your, your follow-up guess is correct, yes. Yeah, well, no, no, his name. Yeah. I can't I, I can't remember what his name was. You know what? We don't need to say his name. I know. We've given plenty of clues. Magellan. All right, let's talk about the Fox Gear launches the Guru's Echo Sex 3 Degrees. Steve Lukather signature pedal. Always on Echo Rec emulator that gives the Toto guitarist his secret sauce. Yeah, it's it's cool seeing the the Echo Sex get smaller because it, it you see the old ones they were huge. Um, um, oh, I like this. <laughs> Please don't be four hundred dollars. I got bad news for you. <laughs> it's five hundred. Four hundred thirty dollars. Damn it! I knew it. I could just feel it. Oh, that sucks. You know what? I if I ever and make a pedal, well, I should twelve volt. I should make it cost four hundred thirty-two dollars just to piss off everybody. Because then, like, see, this is the natural resonant price with the market <laughs> that meets. And then at some point, I'll raise the price to four hundred forty dollars. Yeah, four forty. <laughs> yep. Oh, if you don't God. get that joke, congrats! You've avoided really annoying people on the internet. The flat earthers of guitar <laughs> forms. 
It's the way our bodies are naturally tuned. Here's an MRI. See how the colors are different? Yeah, it's an MRI. Yeah. Don't like the colors on an MRI? Wait 10 seconds. They'll change. <laughs> no, it shows wow. the resonance of... Yeah, your your brain has multiple resonances. Uh, you know what? Jonathan Horsley wrote this article, my arch nemesis. That's probably why the price is over $400. Yes, that's why the price got so <laughs> that's high. That's 100% it is. I'm blaming it on him. Uh, I I wonder if one day he's gonna listen and hear it and just be like, "What the fuck did I do to this guy?" <laughs> so what's what's interesting about this is they have actually redesigned the power section. Um, so the internal, the, this is a pedal with a tube in it. I know, and you know, we mm. often rag on that. They actually have this thing sca- scaling up to two hundred sixty-two volts to properly yeah. like bias the tube, which is pretty cool. That is pretty neat. Um, yeah, it, it's a t- so twelve volt DC. It's a little different, but don't most power supplies have a 12 volt? Uh, yeah, a lot of them have that option. Like you can go oh, from yeah, like yeah, nine cause... to 12 or there's a dedicated 12 or it's oh, 18 yeah, yeah. or 12. Just depends and it's on not 12 volt. It's not 12 volt AC. So you don't have to worry about doing that whammy four thing. Nope. No. And in, in, in a pinch, you can always buy those true tone little inline Voltage. things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those can do 12 or 18 volts, depending on how much one you buy. So, uh, another cool thing is a portion of the price will go to Ed Asner's Family Center for Autism. Okay, you know what? You could have fucking opened with that and mi- charged five hundred dollars. <sighs> Feel bad. So, if you've been in the market for an Echo Rack, looking for a pedal board based one that still has a tube in it, um, this is a pretty cool option. It is really neat. I kind of, I kind of want it like really bad. I mean, I'm also a big, you know, Steve Lukather fan. So, oh yeah, and I mean, the Echo Sex has been a great pedal. Like, its reputation precedes itself. So, I really do want to get my hands on one and try one. I've heard such great things about them. Yeah, this would be a great one. You know what? I'll I'll say this much: the fact that the tube is definitely functional, like great part. Like that, I I can handle that. It's, it's not like there's that, an LED behind it to make it look right. like it's heating up and all that garbage. That that's the thing that gets me is if the tube isn't functional and it's just there. Yeah. So didn't now the EHX ones that have tubes, those were functional tubes, right? Depends on the pedal, but yeah. I mean, effectively, every pedal claims it's you know they they have a real tube operating. The right. thing is, if like you don't have them biased high and you're not driving them hard. And then by chance, you're also then needing to clip them back, right? Because uh, yeah. clip's the wrong word, but like, you know what I mean? Uh, attenuate them back down because the signal will be too hot for most like instrument level stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to drive and uh, you need to drive a tube hard for it to start saturating and get that natural clipping that happens. Um, but a lot of times people just use them as like a glorified op amp. So, yeah. Well, um, all right. We are going to dive into what I think is the biggest announcement of the week. Yeah. Head rush is back. Yep. And they have launched the prime, um, which is a new flagship, uh, all in one effects pedal with two killer new features. One of which is, they have brought capture technology. They're calling it, I believe it's called amp clone is the term they're using for it. 
I'm not 100% sure what they're actually calling it. I think it's called Amp Clone, which Amp everyone, Cloner. Yeah, yeah it's which an Amp I, Cloner 2. Um, and they have added Antares Autotune into it. Where do you want to start, bud? Because there's a lot to talk about in here. Um, I don't. My, my, there's a there is a lot. So, I want to start with the fact of. I love the fact that it has the colored, the different. You can change the colors, and it's got scribble scripts. Um, a la, I don't remember. A la the big helix. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I want. I need to look at the head rush, the original. So it also has a color touchscreen, which the original did as well. Yes. What I particularly like about what Headrush has done is they actually do license IP as part of what they do, and so you actually have pictures of pedals. Yes. Oh, also. So the original Headrush did have scribble scripts and the colors as well. That makes sense. Because um, I mean, they were competing with the Helix back then too. Yeah. Um, Yes, so that's a really cool thing is you do have pictures of actual pedals. Um, and and it, it's a like the whole thing with your signal chain is it's drag and drop. Yeah. Like you just like there's a the so the user interface was never a complaint I had. No, nope. never a complaint. My complaint came with the sound quality. And amp capture will or amp cloning. Okay, I know amp capture is technically the um uh quad cortex terminology same way like same profiling as the um kemper kemper just assume they're all you know it's all this, this we're just this. we're calling tissues kleenex guys just it's okay yeah um, we're calling band calling bandages band-aids yeah um so what what this is also adding they're they're going with the cloud-based um wi-fi connection do your do your sharing through the cloud, a la yep. what uh, Neural's doing. Um, there's some hype around these guys, again, with this thing. I'm curious when the marketplace is going to be there or how this is going to get monetized because that's that's what all the influencers are all about. And yeah. if, tell me I'm wrong, with, but like all those guys talk out of both sides of their mouth the entire time until they actually start making money off their products. Right. That's, I mean... That's that's sort of that the way that market works, and that's part of the reason why people badmouth quad cortex for so long is because they still are struggling to monetize it, um, whereas Kemper still fully monetized. People can make money off the Kemper. People can make money off the Helix. Uh, they can theoretically, I think they can make money off the Tonex stuff, which is why the Tonex had such a big launch yeah. or a relaunch when the pedal came out. Um, so we'll see how that all shakes out um uh, also another thing to say positive about head rush is the looper on that mm -hmm. like they they even have just a looper pedal that they put out um it's phenomenal my brother uses the head rush looper and he does some crazy cool things with it so nice. that that's one of the neat things with that uh stereo effects loop yep which probably um, can also be too um Mono Two separate loops, yeah. If you want, um, I think the real killer price or thing here is the price. Yeah, coming in at uh, at one thousand three hundred dollars, so yes. they're undercutting a lot of the competition by a reasonable amount. They're undercutting yeah. even the flagship Helix right now, which is which really is, starting to show its age. 
What it, well, that one's what around 1800, 1850, something Has like that. Has it gone up that much now? I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I thought yeah. it was around 15. Oh, I'm looking at the LT. Um, oh, yeah. Um, 1699 for the 1699, Helix. which is, isn't that, yeah. and the quad cortex is around 18. Oh, that's what I was thinking was 18 was the quad cortex. And then right I want to say the Kemper, the Kemper stage is yeah. currently 18. Yeah. You're, you're going this, I mean, it's a so substantial like, amount cheaper than something like the Kemper stage. So I love my stomp. Like yeah. I really do. This is, but I've, and I've even talked about going full helix. This might be something that piques my interest over that. Yeah, I mean, it's based on 11 rack too. So like a lot of this has been there for a while. Well, an 11 rack for the longest time was one of the top sounding modelers. Yeah, I mean, like, people were buying, they were buying the rack versions of them. And the the 11 around. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. DB, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the, yeah. Um, th it's just insane. Oh, wait, hold on. Also, there's 12 foot switches. Yes. That's a that's lot. A, that's the same amount that they had on the head rush, the regular one. Did it really? Yes. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool because there are like, what are there like? How many blocks are available here? I'm counting them right now, but um, that is a downside. There are about half the available blocks that you technically can do with um, a quad cortex, even though you run out of DSP usually before you run out of block space. Right. So it's routing looks a little more simplified, uh, which for most people will not be an issue whatsoever. Um, Holy crud. What? Headrush Prime on Toman is $1,085. It's $1,300 if you buy it locally. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying if yeah. you buy it from Toman, it's $1,085. Yeah. It's in stock within one to two weeks. Um, So the other thing, the other real big selling point that people were asking, like, why does this exist? Is adding auto-tune to it. Yeah. It's a very interesting thing. Um, so the quad cortex had two XLR inputs. I believe the full size helix also has two XLR inputs. Mm -hmm. So uh, there is a market of people who will run their vocal chain through these as well. My, yeah. Um, yeah. Especially if my you're gigging or things like that. Like this, that's a very powerful feature. My brother does it to loop vocals. Yeah, there you go. Um, so adding auto-tune, a live auto-tune for a live vocalist, game changer. Yeah, and you're not having to buy like the Boss V500, the vocal effects and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, you could just easily, I mean, especially those people who are doing the like solo acoustic gigs, mm -hmm. stuff like that, where it's literally just a guitar and vocals, you've got your whole setup right there. And um, this is another slag against the quad cortex, but there has been a long complaint of um, the lack of plugins porting to the thing. Because there's been talk yeah. about can you run plugins on that. Here's a plugin running natively yeah. on a pedal board. So this, what does this open the door for? So um, I, I I think I've chosen my side. And I'm, I'm I'm pretty locked into the quad cortex world, but. Um, I love competition in this market. I love seeing new things. I did yeah. not expect Headrush to come back with a contender. Yeah. Um, it makes me really wonder, will the Boss GT come out with a <laughs> with a capture technology? Would be crazy. Or, I mean, we keep speculating about the Helix 
Yeah, if they do a 2.0, there has to be some sort of capturing. Yeah, and you're going to watch a lot of think pieces, and they're already out there. Modeling is dead. Capture technology is dead. Modeling is better than capture. Like you, you, that debate's going on again. I I love seeing both in a in a package being run well. I think that's well, the best for everybody. Yeah. So we I think we were talking about this in the pre-app. Is a so the good thing about the thing about capturing is usually you've got a decent tone from the capture if the capture was done well Mm -hmm. and then you're just kind of adjusting a little bit here and there modeling is more in depth in the fact of usually modeling when like especially with like the helix it was you had a model but like the initial sound did not sound great because you'd have to tweak it quite a bit Uh, my buddy andrew um he is heavy in the helix he's the reason i have a stomp he really like made me show me it can sound phenomenal and this was before the big uh, update that um pushed it to sound fantastic on the the initial presets but um he he also had to do a lot of work to get those sounds i mean he's on fiverr right now and people pay him just to like sound like an album or sound like get me this sound and he'll he, he can make 10 20 bucks just making a you know a favorite for someone or like a um, I forgot what it's called. I can't think of the word. Like a stock preset, kind of like yeah, just using ma- what's ma- built in okay. and just sending it out. Uh, making a preset. Also, he does it where um he can he asks pretty much. I think he like asks them like, do you have these? And if or he'll like, you know, yeah. But he'll do like stock things and he'll make presets for people. Um, and he you know people pay to get a certain sound and whenever you can just go to someone's capture of like the amp you're trying to sound like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, but like you said, they work great together. I mean, it doesn't have to be one or it can be both. No, but at the same time, this is a big investment, um, for the average person. I mean, yeah. A $1,500 pedal, just by and large, (laughs) plus or minus 300. Um, it's a big investment for the average person. And especially, just the way the brain works, man, you get, you get the identity complexes that go into that. of like, I made this decision. Therefore I have to eviscerate every other and I have to go with this. And so like people just get into these debates of, Oh, should I do helix? Should I do this? Should I do this? And I'm like, they're all great. What an age to be living in. Chill out. Well, it's yeah, like so that, the Dodge I mean, Chevy Ford truck competition thing that people wind up building their entire identity around it or the Gibson fender thing. You know? Yeah, I own a Gibson and I own a Fender style guitar. Okay, and that's like Same. I love the Stomp. I had a Kemper. I love the Kemper too. They're different things, but they both are phenomenal. I, I still haven't sold a, my Kemper. I would love a Quad Cortex, and I mean, you have a Kemper and a Quad Cortex, which are, I mean, granted, Quad it's, Cortex is a pedal, it, but like it's a spoilment of riches, riches, really. Yeah. Well, they're they're very similar in a lot of ways. They are, but and especially since the fact that, like, when I started on the Quad Cortex, I was using Kemper profiles that I just right. You just copied. I just ported. Much, yeah. yeah, I just <laughs> copied my Kemper for, but like that that gave me the safety blanket to move. Right. So that worked out. Well, that's like um, uh, our friend Tony DeGraw. He's he's capturing old uh, um, Digitech stuff, like that he had and loved. Oh, dude, on my. Um... On my quad cortex, I have a Pod Live XT3 or whatever. Yeah, I have profiles in there that my buddy Anthony made, and he eventually bought a quad cortex and I just sent them over to him because he's his Pod Live is dying. 
like physically it's like not yeah. holding up anymore so he's yeah. like I, I i i still haven't been able to recreate this tone anywhere else and i was like here you go now it's preserved yeah and that's phenomenal and the fact that especially with cortex it's easy for you to go in and borrow or like people you can download yeah. what they've done and mess with it i love that i love that because it's one of those okay i get to hear someone i get to hear what someone else is, is someone else is using mm-hmm. and especially it's one of those sense where like a lot of us talk about like personally i can't make a jazz master sound good like i don't think i make a jazz master sound good but i love when other people play a jazz master at times you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like it's one of those things so it's always nice to get someone else's thing and see okay can i make it sound like they do and like a lot of times you can't and it's it's i love that because it really helps me like remember how everyone's different and like everyone's tones different and everyone sounds different and just because my i like my sound different doesn't mean they're sound sucks and then there's people where their sound does suck um yeah i mean we've i've i had that a few weeks ago when we were helping that guy from my church get some tones dialed in i i'd sit down and just dial it in and then i'd hand him the guitar and i'm like oh crap now it sounds different (laughs) you know that thing happens or i think ian made the comment he's like you have a lot more mid-range in your tone and i'm like yeah i'm i'm like is that just my hands and then, then the other part, fun part is just like, maybe that's why I don't feel the need to stack two tube screamers is because I get enough mids from the way I play. Well, yeah. Cause it's not even, it's, it's your, it's your, your hands and your fingers yeah. and your, you know, your grip. And also the way you strum, that's a big thing too, is your pick attack, the, how you hold the pick. Your right hand matters so much more than you, than a lot of us really concentrate or think about. Honestly, I, I, I think a big thing for me was because I've, played so many genres over the years mm-hmm. that i've learned how to adapt my right hand and i it's made me have to pay attention yeah if you watch guys who are big stevie ray vaughn heads um their posture changes when they start playing stevie stuff because oh. that's, that, that's part of capturing how that guy plays that's listen when i play stevie ray vaughn stuff my playing style totally changes yeah i get i get that really my strum gets a lot bigger and my attack yep. gets harder your shoulder gets into the mix a lot more like literally my left my left hand and my left arm is moving the guitar neck more because if you watch him play that the, he moves the whole guitar like when he strums down his left hand almost brings the neck up some mm. and like and his the whole guitar is in his strum so yeah, there's a there's a lot of that, and I mean, and it, it goes also with the way you learn. The way I learned how to play guitar, a lot of like like was watching ACDC, and like so a lot of my playing can get very close to his. I keep my clothes on and I don't run around as much. Um, that's because exercise. And uh, but yeah, and that's another thing. If like you said, Stevie Ray Vaughan fans, if you watch someone play, you start adapting their playing style, or you want to. Or you, or you can get, or you can be like me and just really good at mimicking. I mean, that was kind of one of the fun things of like uh, early on. We all, when John Mayer was kind of coming up, a lot of people were like, "We're just trying to do this." And then you watch him like, "All right, here's my Eric Clapton mode. Here's Mm -hmm. my BB King mode." And you could watch him emulate all these other guys, and that's part of learning. And then at some point, you stop emulating everybody else and kind of find your voice. But oh yeah, well yeah, there's there. I mean there's very few guitar players that are a very original voice. And even then, whenever you think you found one, you just have to find out who they're imitating. Like, cause that's a big thing. Like, yeah, like you said, like John Mayer, like you see these guitar players and you're like, okay, yeah, but 
who is he imitating a good one uh derek trucks is a great example because there's not a lot of guitar players like him mm-hmm. he plays slide very differently but really he's just an allman brothers uh he's just what copying greg allman and and dicky bats totally but, yeah um we're way way strained from the news topic so let's reel yeah. it back in for a minute anyway all right so new head rush, rush uh, yeah dope you know th- head rush um if you want me to demo it and compare it to whatever and create some captures let us know i like the i'm i'm waiting for it to hit guitar center because i'm just gonna go to guitar center and be like hey can you guys leave me alone for like 30 minutes yeah i also wonder so here's here's another fun speculation no real authorization here to or analogy to talk about but since that is 11 rack inside that means capture tech works in 11 who knows if that's going to move to the desktop side Mm. that could be really cool and then Tonex has some competition on the desktop side. Yeah. Or also, that could also be more incentive for Neural to get their act together and get their capture stuff on on the desktop side too. So again, competition's good. I hope this all all these products get better and we get to see more. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, I think we're all excited. All right. Speaking of I think you're excited. excited. Feel these nipples. <laughs> Feel these nipples. All right. Fender announces two signature coma Stratocasters in honor of Michael Landau, who is not in a coma, I asked. That's what is the what? But what's the name of that? Did, what did he do? An album called Coma? I don't really know Michael Landau that really well. Then I know Michael Landau more from Gear than I actually know his playing. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't know. So it's a ultra limited edition custom shop relic, a replica of Landau's Strat that he bought when he was sixteen, a modded '59 yeah. Strat. Wow. Hmm um so there is the stories collection model and then there is a made to order custom shop version so it's really the same guitar just different tiers um so alder body c-shaped neck custom c-shaped neck whatever that means uh bone nut ultra noiseless single coil strap pickups um so the stories collection is actually not that expensive I'm trying to find the U.S. price on it, but um, the custom shop models have fully hand-built by Tad Krause with relicking and hand-drawn artwork and some of that kind of stuff. Um, Apparently, this guitar has been on a ton of albums, too. So, Yeah. Wasn't he a big session player? Very big. Yeah. Oh, all right so anywho uh if you know who michael landau is go into our facebook group and yeah. tell us um so, on f- it's twenty eight hundred dollars for the um stories edition okay which as far as american strats go that's not that bad no i mean it's not cheap but it's not especially crazy. yeah especially being a replica of a very yeah. famous one yeah uh it's got a custom cunefe wide range humbucker in the in the bridge spot by the way <clears> um <throat> and it's a seven and a quarter inch radius with a slab rosewood fingerboard so it's a thicker rosewood than normal which is what that era was uh 18 to 1 tuners anything so it's all custom pickups and some of that kind of stuff too so it'll it's a unique guitar it is i i mean i dig it i dig it too uh i'd like i I, you know how i don't really like vintagey 
strats that much yeah i like a more modern strat but um i would want to get hands on that and try it out so yeah um speaking of well mm. speaking of things that just makes scott mad uh gibson partners with <laughs> partners billy Joe armstrong on the new les paul jr signature um which is a reissue of the 2018 one or close to um yeah what's new or different diaz i don't know the case is pink on the outside mm-hmm. the case is also leopard print on the inside which it was on the other run yeah the black is a little different was the other one silver or was it white before no i think it was white okay, these so- are different colors i think um the pick guard on that uh what brown, black one or whatever is it's that a, a trans black i think it's a trans black yeah the the pick guard on that looks familiar i don't know if it's similar to the original one i don't know what to look it up i mean it's a it's a plug-in and rock machine is what it is yeah um wraparound bridge it's the dog ear p90 it's a it's a noiseless p90 um so it won't hum on you um it's got custom neck profile slim taper graph tech nut yeah and how much were we saying it was coming in at 2200 bucks yeah it does come with custom cases and that custom case is very um loud (laughs) it's very punk rock it's pink (laughs) it's pink as shit looks like bubble gum do not eat this case yeah i don't know twenty two hundred dollars for a les paul jr isn't something i would pay but it is a billy joe armstrong signature which i'm not i'm a i do like green day they were a band that i played a lot when i was first learning how to play guitar um i do enjoy a lot of their older stuff i mean but i'm not willing to pay twenty two hundred dollars for les paul jr but the last time these came out they sold out like instant it's probably gonna happen again this time they'll sell yeah i mean uh somehow green day is still relevant well i mean every couple of years billy joe armstrong has to have a meltdown and go back into rehab so that just keeps him in the news mm. so yeah they lost me after uno dos trace they lost me before that honestly for the longest time i didn't like american idiot and then i got older and i was like yeah well, i guess but i didn't like american idiot because the people who liked american idiot it's kind of like my chemical romance sometimes you hate the fans so much that you just don't like the music hmm anywho let's move on scott seems very not just enthused with this not into it you know what i i'm i'm also not sure if i'm into or not but martin has debuted um the new street legend series um yeah which is a bunch of their classic models in some unique finishes and so um by unique you mean let's let's call it what it is relic Relic. acoustics relic acoustics martin is the first big brand i've seen coming out with relic acoustics yeah um you know what i haven't seen the prices but so far i'm not mad uh so here's the good news i think they're cheaper really because they're satin yes now the thing is um 
so what Martin does with their stuff is they mess around with their um was that a yawn or was that a shock at prices? Oh, the prices. Yeah, you saw the price on the last one? <laughs> yeah. Um oh. So it's still ebony, the materials are all there. They're doing So the Street Legend starts with the D18 and D28. Yes. Um which I dig. So the 18's more worn than the D28. Um yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, so they have the um, they have the Ford shifted X scalloped bracing on the D eighteen, um, a lot of the class. So again, here's the thing with Martins is they mess with the bracing all over their models, and that makes all the difference in the world, in a lot of their guitars. So it's just something to like. Not all D eighteens are the same D eighteen. It's kind of an annoying thing that you have to really get into the details of, but uh. D18 comes in at about 2400 bucks. The D28 comes in at about 2800 bucks. So that's about 200 bucks cheaper than the base model D28, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, which, considering extra labor goes into the... Um, yeah. Uh, a Martin D28 base model comes in at 32 So um, it's 400 bucks cheaper. So that's a significant savings. That's 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 a pickup if you want to add it in. That's that's your anthem LR bags. Yeah. Um so they have that and then they have the D18 satin, D18 satin amber burst, D28 satin and the D18 D28 satin amber burst. Um so that does that lower the price at all or they're about the same price point? Um about the same price point. Yeah, uh, the satin comes in about another hundred bucks cheaper on the D twenty eight. Yeah. Um, I don't. Ford shifted non scalloped Ford shifted X bracing, so that will have a little bit of a different tone. Mm-hmm. Um, the fun thing with satin guitars is they'll wear over time and change, which will be a, a really nice thing. The other nice part is the Amber Burst gets cheaper and more available to folks, which is someone who bought an Amber Burst D28 last year makes me a little upset. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, um, I don't think I would have gone for the gloss unless I fell in love with the tone of the guitar because I like, oh, sorry, I bought the gloss for the aging of it. It's the only guitar I really try to keep in like pristine shape. So yeah. There's that. And then there's the D18 Authentic 1937 VST aged and the D28 Authentic VST blah, blah, blah aged. This is their whole custom shop, aging, all the fun things. Gets yeah, to $8,000 uh, and $9,000 respectively. Oh, yeah. So um, that's a lot of like wood aging and baking and all the other kind of crazy stuff they get in on, on that. So um, the good news is Martin guitars are getting cheaper or in some ways their flagship models are getting cheaper or more accessible. So if you've been in the market thinking they're too expensive or you're looking for, I mean, here's the other really dumb thing is I can see a lot of the, I want some street credit, uh, P and W guys kind of, Oh yeah, this is my old guitar I've had for years. Kind of a vibe. Yeah. Um, cause these look like guitars that have just been busked for ages. Um, yeah. particularly the D 18 street legends. So, um, We've talked about them enough. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. All right. Fender 
CEO Andy Mooney teases the possibility of acoustic models inspired by classic acoustic body shapes. Since these are the only acoustic guitars that <laughs> Fender seems to be able to reliably sell, uh, mm -hmm. it makes sense for them to take the acoustic branding line and move it into more classic acoustic guitars. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. There's a lot of talk about here's the history of the line, yada, yada, yada. Here's how the controversial there. But yeah, in this interview, he kind of hinted that they might be doing more traditional guitars, which I think, who knows? Who knows? Will they look like pancakes? We don't know. Yeah. Does it mean that they're... Yeah, okay, dumb, dumb hot take. Nam's next week, or not next week, next month. Yep. Which April is next month, next week. But anyway, um, it's coming up. So that could be one of the things we'll see at Nam. We'll see. Yeah. Ooh, do you think... Uh... 1981's gonna announce their pedal at NAM. Uh, I don't know because he's never really showcased at NAM. He's been there. Yeah, he's usually on like one of the boutique boards. Yeah, it's just um, as a single product company that. Is, well, I mean, is small, do you think NAM boots don't on, usually make sense? So, well, I mean, but he could. I mean, he could always like show it there. Yeah, like hop on like the delicious audio booth kind of thing where it's like a bunch of builders all together could i don't know we shall see we will see all right also what, what was that noise Ugh. all right laney takes its iron heart series to the floor with a compact but mighty loud pedal mighty loud pedal 60 watt guitar amp the loud pedal okay so it's, it's a two channel there. amp with boost pedal size yeah uh 60 watts and has a di out on it yeah xlr the, di di out on it so we, and you can turn the emulate the cab sim on and off that's pretty cool um yeah. aux in headphone out uh via an eighth inch oh we forgot i forgot to mention that uh another cool feature on the head rush bluetooth yeah. in oh yeah so you can pair your phone with it and practice easily that's dope. Anyway. Um, I mean, those are the, so the, the, the two channel. It, it is going to require really the own, thing. It's going to require its own power supply for sure. 24 volts, 2.5 amps. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. That needs a dedicated power supply. Yeah. Weighs, uh, just over a kilogram. 2.2 pounds. Yeah, you're welcome. So same as the warm audio centavo, because that's how we're measuring them by how many warm audio centavos it is. I, I, so, I, I, I might bleep that out because I still. Well, I'm not against necessarily the centavo. I'm still against their Zen Drive clone. Okay, that's fine. Don't bleep that out. Yeah, their clown clone, I'm okay with. Yeah. All right. So, uh, three hundred bucks American. Might as well buy it from Tillman. <laughs> 189 pounds. Not cheap. Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know if that's for you or not, but it's not, uh, not for me. I've never been a Laney fan. Like I've just never really yeah, gotten into. You, you've never been a Laney fan. You've also never been a pedalboard amp fan. No, the so, only one I liked was the Liverpool, which wasn't even an amp. It was a yeah. DI. Yeah. Um. This is expressly meant for people who are going to still run a cab. Yeah. So you just run this right into a cab? Yeah, 60 watts. Yeah. It's a lot of power. A lot. Actually, now that's it's a pretty efficient pedal if it's getting 24 volts in at two and a half amps and it's putting out 60. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like, if you think about, like, uh, uh, if you ever look at the back of a tube amp, it'll actually say what its real power in is. Yeah. And, like, like my AC15, I think, draws, like, 240 watts from the wall. But you couldn't run this out and could you run this out into like your modulation pedals and then run it to a speaker uh no, no not without an effects loop so it doesn't have an effect effects loop so that kind of sucks so everything no, has to go in front does of the not. Amp. so that that's where i was going with that okay is like i was making sure that i wasn't dumb but i mean because i've been known to be a little dumb oh wait wait hold on hold on what is this on the side is there an effects loop I see two to three jacks there. I just don't know what's uh, yeah, happening. No, there is, there is. There's a send and a return. Oh, there you go. There's an effects loop on it. Okay, never mind. I take it back. At least they, at least they got go that going for them. So it can run an effects loop. It can run an effects loop. So that's good. Oh, okay. You know what? I think this will be great for like... I think this is more for like the bar guy that just wants... Like doesn't want to have to carry an amp. Yeah, there's and, no like, amp head yeah i mean and then even then because you can run direct out if a bar wants it or you can run to a speaker if if, mm -hmm. if they have it mm -hmm. um and if you're a laney guy this is great so i don't 300 is not horrible no i mean it's not far off like what like the orange terror stamp has or you know anything else in that market like orange has a product in this range i know for sure black star has their range in this market yeah there's there's a lot of options here, so it's cool seeing Laney throw something in the mix. But um, also, did we talk about how the, I think the logo glows? Yeah, I just saw that. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, let's move on. Uh, last thing on the list here uh, for the new segment, uh, Fishman has announced Polyphia signature fluence pickups. So there are not only that. Um, this also goes with the the new guitars that are out for them from Ibanez. Did you get uh, your Polyphia uh, breakfast cereal? <laughs> no. I mean, they're putting their names on everything right now. Like literally, I feel like they're just like, <sighs> well, they're the hot guitar hero. I just, I Tim don't. Hansen. I mean, it, it, they're also spreading it out. So we had like the shore announcement that featured Tim. We hate, so they're neural artists and he has his own plugin there there's a signature ibanez electrics there's a signature ibanez acoustic and now there's the signature pickup that goes with the ibanez electric yeah so unless they're going to start you know branding tattoos or something like that or sneakers they're they're kind of out of gear get your polyphia temporary neck tattoos so you can look like tim henson as well you can look like a scrawny kid who wants to be a thug rapper he's not a kid though what he's like 29 yeah <laughs> I can't believe that. He looks like he's a kid, though. He's a skinny dude. Um, 
and he's awful pale. Like I'm like if he, like he he plays a lot of Xbox. That's I think that's what it is. He reminds me of the high school kid that plays too much Xbox and is completely pale white. Well, he's also not white. Well, he's biracial. Okay, but he has a very pale skin tone. He does. Okay. Probably has to do with his Asian mom. Okay. Not all Asian people have pale skin, though. That's true. So, there's pale people of almost every race and color. There's, yeah. Are we going to keep digging this hole? Well, I felt that it was like, you're the one who brought up race. I was just saying he was pale in general as a human. So anyway, these guitars, <laughs> these pickups actually have a lot of voicings on them, uh, which is part of the fun of it. So they're both dual humbucker sets. Um, some of the unique, interesting ones are uh, some of the clean tone kind of settings and the single coil arrangements that they offer, as well as Tim's has a nylon kind of a sound. So if you listen to some of their music, they have like songs where they hop from a nylon to an electric. And so that probably is an easy way to do it. Yeah. Um uh, Scott LePage's uh, have some P- vintage PAF and you know, some more modern voicing um, humbuckers as well as the single coil arrangements as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 290-ish uh, for a set. Not that crazy of a price for no. two humbuckers. So I mean, I, how much does a set of humbuckers cost now in days? I mean, PAFs can be $200 each easily. I mean... Yeah, but there's a, there's a lot of them. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about from like Seymour Duncan and like the just the people who are pushing. So like, up. what what does a JB and a uh, right? Like that's that's Duncan JB is kind of like your uh, like standard humbucker replacement, right? So a JB is a hundred bucks on its own. So like two hundred bucks for a pair would be like your standard Seymour Duncan, and then they get into like the two fifty, yeah, ish per pickup. So. Yeah, about middle of the road. Fishman fluents are not that expensive. It's pretty cool what they've been doing with that. Yeah. No, no, I like that's that's my goal. My Telecaster. I'm gonna get the Gristletones. Oh yeah. Like that's literally where I've decided I'm gonna end up, and that's what I'm gonna make happen. So, I'm excited about it. Anywho, Scott, our topic. Our topic is you can no longer buy Waves plugins individually. The company has gone to a 100% subscription model, which has been kind of in the cards for a while. It's sad to see. Um, So Waves is now at $25 a month for their ultimate subscription, which gives you access to everything, which is awesome. There's also the cheaper essential membership for $15 a month. Gives you 110 of the plugins. it is nice in some way because, you know, the Waves Gold bundles were like 200, 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have to still renew it every year, which was like another 200 bucks. So that if you want to keep updating your software and stuff like that. So the prices aren't that crazy. But man, between Pro Tools and a Wave subscription, you can be looking at like $60 a month. Yeah. Justin subscription fees and they stop the minute you stop. Yeah. 
So yeah, you're just renting it. Like, I mean, that, that that's one thing that's really tough is cause like a lot of the stuff used to be, you pay for it and you, you've got it forever. Or you privateer it. Mm-hmm. Um, privateering is the new, uh, more safe word to use for the private, the privateer bay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Private, yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we should let's see if that domain is for sale the privateer bay i'm the pretty sure bay. I'm, I'm pretty sure linus tech tips has already bought that since that's where i got the term from um yeah you don't own anything anymore it, it does suck but you know it also lets people limp in with monthly subscription i mean adobe's been this way now avid moved to this a while yeah. ago with pro tools i i don't know how apple gets away with logic People bought Logic 20 years ago, and their licenses are still valid and getting updates. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's where the things are going. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Um, no one owns the privateerbay.com. Just saying. <laughs> we can do a fancy I, version. I, I'm just saying. I don't, um, I don't need as, as someone who anymore. is not savvy in how to hide money overseas and domain names, do not be an American owning that. Hey, and trying to, to set Trump, up a page. Go over to the Trump Tower really quick. <laughs> Tell me you have some questions. All right. Anywho, let's keep moving forward. Um, as a person who does not do anything along those lines, I don't that price, like when you when you think about it, you're getting every plugin that Waves makes mm-hmm. for $25 a month. And then even for just 15, you're getting 110 plugins and you'll get select new plugins in the future. But like you're starting off with still 110, which I'm sure like with all the different categories, it, it might not be a whole lot, but like, and then also if you subscribe, you get new releases too. I think it's, I think this is great for people who use it in like either want to pay to invest into their hobby mm-hmm. every month, or if people are using this in a sense of actually like making money and making a, like trying to make, you know, uh, making $25 a month break even to have this stuff isn't horrible. Yeah. I mean, for, to the professional, this is nothing like, but right. um, to the bedroom producer, this can be a make or break thing, which is also something pro tools struggles with. Yeah. Which is why a lot of home producers are on logic. It's economically logic mm-hmm. or Ableton make a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, here's a, here's another fun one. Uh, when you are when you're on the subscription model, the beautiful thing about it is you can keep updating it, and you're always on the current version, and you're not using old things and compatibility issues and yada yada yep. yada. Right? I bought an M1 Mac Pro. Um, I also have an Intel-based Mac Hackintosh that I run everything on. Uh, Waves didn't really support M1 in the version 13 stuff. The version 14 is where they started supporting M1 and Apple Silicon. And then I was sitting there going, well, well, I bought all this stuff on the, on the 13 version, right? So to upgrade to the 14, how am I, do I pay again to re-up all these subscriptions, you know, all, or uh, update all these things for uh, a support window? Do I live with old plugins? So it's, it's a complicated thing that then makes you think about private tiering, um, options. And so it, it's a tough decision. It, it, but that's that's where I get at it. Whereas, like, I think like the more stable like monthly payment is a lot more tolerable than for me, where I've bought like a two hundred fifty dollar plugins pack or a five hundred dollar plugins pack or whatever. How much I've spent on their site, 
and then mm-hmm. wanting to update or reinstall it on my new computer and they want another 200 300 bucks to re-up my maintenance right. packages and stuff like that it's annoying and so i'd like to get away from that model too so i i that's part of the beautiful thing with pedals is you buy them and they just keep working forever and they are what they are right right so welcome to the software age where you own nothing yeah you're just renting your life yep Mm. all right well that's a sad thought let's end the show yeah go go subscribe to waves if you want to or if you don't don't. you know know what you can also subscribe to our patreon oh that was smooth patreon.com slash the effects loop is where you go we have different tiers you can give us what's the lowest one like a buck or two i think we have a dollar tier i think we got a dollar tier and then we got scott's tots which is still one of my favorite ones then the chat room we've got look anything that you're willing to give us to support the show we're very appreciative to have and we like to thank everyone even if you don't support us financially for listening to the show um because it's the reason why we get on here every week is to do this and hopefully you guys enjoy um what we put out if you don't I'm sure you're not listening right now because uh, this is the, definitely the end of the episode and I don't know why you'd make it all the way here and just be like, fuck these guys. I don't know. So, I think we have a percentage of hate listeners. You hate listeners? Yeah. <laughs> the Gear Slum. Any member of the Gear Slum <laughs> hate listens every week. I don't know why. I like those guys. I mean, I do too. No, I'm just, they hate me. Yeah. I'm an easy person to hate. I mean, I hate you. So, I mean, that... <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, I haven't talked to my mom in a while. Hold on. Um, no. But, okay, uh, too yeah. real. Too real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reel it back a little bit here. <laughs> we just broke the fourth wall into my trauma. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, but thank you for listening. Uh, we will... Scott won't see you next week. He's going to take a week off. Um, I'm thinking about having the girlfriend come on. We might do an episode, have a little bit of fun. Um, or we might reach out to someone else. We'll see. Or the so, episode Scott, might just not happen. We'll see. Oh yeah, I might I might take a week off as well. Um who knows. Um but anyways, uh guys, have a good week. Uh we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye Scott. I'm done. Screw you guys, let's go home. We are home. Just be funny me 15 or 16 more times. That's I'm out of here. That's still I do that all the time. No one gets it. It makes like, me so uh, mad. Yeah. Uh, that was like honestly the one that got me was uh Elise the other day was said like, oh we were making rockers. I made like four hundred rockers And Elise was like, how many's in the box? And she said thirty-seven. And we both looked at each other and smiled. No one got and I made a post about this, but I still don't think anyone got how what the number thirty seven. I don't follow you on Facebook. Okay, sorry, you get what thirty seven means? Like the funny that's how that's from the yeah 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 30 you suck 37 dicks in a row it's like uh, kevin smith always jerseys okay. sorry i mean again i've seen a lot of his stuff it's humorous yeah. but like there is a level of fandom for kevin smith stuff that i just that I mean that you're not. Yeah, yeah, I am the outside of well, no, 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 listen, listen. I get it. No, I tell people all the time, like, I really, like, I just thoroughly enjoy Kevin Smith's stuff. So, I started watching, I mean, I don't know if it was edgy when I started watching it, and I just, oh, man.
Yeah, I mean, he's a. Uh, I think I probably pay more attention to him just because he's friends with like Ben I mean, it's it old enough at this point, and also I'm probably not going to care as much. Uh, no, but like the ending with like the sort of looking back on your life and that kind of like the love you have, and, you know, the importance of the people that you're around, like I get all that. I just also just like, I find this stuff so ham-fisted and immature that like there's a level around No, I literally cried because the character... Yeah. Like no, like you had nothing to do with like the retrospective. No, it was the fact that like, oh, because you love that character. So. Uh, yes, I like no, it, like the, so. I got into Clerks because I I was more emotionally manipulated by the guy. See, no, again, like that side got to me, not the whole. No, yeah, no, that didn't. Get, I mean, honestly, that was kind of strong. I because I started watching Clerks like when I was in high school. This is like I wasn't talking to Jack. It was, you know, when, especially around the time when I was really trying to identify who you are as a person. And getting into Clerks was like a connected with people who loved it. It was just one of those things. I watched it and it was almost like a stage play. I watched it. I don't get attached to a lot of uh, things like that. But yeah, Clerks is definitely one like that got me those characters. So that that's like a, like if if you tell me uh, like Kevin Smith dies, I'm, I'll be upset. Like I would have to take time. No joke. When we were watching Clerks three, like I started crying, and I'm sitting next to Elise in bed watching this and i'm just like like literally crying and she's just like are you okay i was like like you're gonna have to give me a minute like that was i don't know it's kind of weird but kevin smith's so interesting because he still has like a chubby guy kind of a look to him but he also yes. has lost so much weight but he also mm-hmm. doesn't hasn't like bought smaller clothes no like that yeah he'll never try to look snazzy he always he does the same thing but now he looks like a kid in a trench coat yeah yeah because he's so his face is thinned out so much it, it's thinned out but he still has a chubby guy look like he still does the chubby guy beard or like, oh yeah. wow i just saw some like very recent photos of him he's gotten very thin now yes like almost like to the point where you're like are you okay like he looks almost unhealthy yeah does he have cancer i mean if you told me he did i'd believe it hmm Wow, he, yeah. he he looks old now. I mean, that's the thing is like fat kind of does keep you looking a little young. It's like when yeah. you really lose it, and oof, you start sagging, and he, he looks gaunt now. Wow. Yeah. All right, with that. All right, dude. Well, um, I will holler at you later. Yeah, I gotta get to my doctor. So I'll see you. All right, man. See you. Bye.